Welcome to the Most Excellent 80s Movies Podcast on the Most Excellent Podcast Network. It's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian go on an epic journey into the 80s movies we love, hate, hate to love, and love to hate. And boy, this journey has it all. Beasts, spider ladies, galloping horses, quicksand, fancy throwing stars, more galloping horses, more quicksand, galloping horses again, and a completely chill cyclops. Just so chill. Just the calmest cyclops. And love fire. Yes. (laughs) And luckily for us, this time around, we get to look back with the Emerald Sears eyes. The 2018 eyes that you need to really re-examine these movies. This is episode 20, Krull. I'm always worried I'm saying it wrong. It is Krull, a movie selection from 1983. On a distant planet, a great kingdom was ravaged by beings who came from the future. Sometimes you, you you ask yourself, is this is there really enough to make a movie out of this? And then there's Krull. Then there's Krull, which is like a hundred and seventy five percent movie. <laughs> hundred and seventy five. I would I would argue that it is only twenty five percent movie and seventy five percent galloping horses. <laughs> Uh, I am improviser and comedian Chrissy Lenz, director of NCT Phoenix, and with me as always... Uh, filmmaker Nathan Blackwell. Hello, everyone. Hello. So, yeah, by the time it was, like, the, the in the, the opening, so mm-hmm. full disclosure, two beers in at this point. <laughs> well, um, it took you that long to get right. through the opening? So it's like the the James Horner music where he's, he's aping his own Wrath of Khan soundtrack, mm-hmm. and then, like... Seeing Liam Neeson and Robbie Coltrane in the title, and then like the opening crawl, it's like I wrote down the note, I am 100% in. <laughs> Yay! But you had never seen this before. No, I had. But Oh, you had? Yeah, but it's been 30 years. I see. Um, I remember seeing this in the theater. Um, oh, lucky you. A, a young lad. I remember seeing um, we so like our 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 hometown movie theater was like the Christown, um, the Harkins Christown, but um, was the like this neat. So it was in the Christown Mall, mm-hmm. and most of the mall is all first story. But for some reason, the um, the movie theater was on a second story. 
So you go up these escalators, and you d- you can't even really see the movie theater at the first floor, but you go up these escalators, and then suddenly the whole movie theater is there, and it feels like this weird cloud, you know, above the rest of the mall, and you don't even see the rest of the mall. It's just like you're in this now like pocket zone of a <laughs> of a movie theater, and um, yeah, I remember seeing this one for sure. And man, there's so much nightmare fuel in this one. Yes. Very much so. I have never seen this, and I feel very let down and betrayed by the people in my life that I've never seen this. <laughs> I don't even think anyone's ever been like, oh, you've, you've not seen Crawl? You've, you've not seen Crawl? You haven't seen Crawl? The Glaive? And I'm like... At your cocktail parties? No, not, not, I have no context for any of this, and I feel like I missed out on so much. Yeah. So, so- much joy <laughs> of having this in my life. At, at an, a young age where it would have been like really sticky and yeah the glavening the glavening oh, oh my god there's so much we, i just don't even know where to start it's insane so one of the things one of the things i had forgotten is that the the kind of premise of the world is really mm-hmm. like if aliens invaded like a a D fantasy world mm-hmm you know, because all the good guys, so there's like laser bolts. And so this is, we're still in that kind of wake of everyone wanting to be Star Wars. This came out the same yeah. year as Return of the Jedi. Like there were so many like Star Wars imposters. And this is kind of in that same mm-hmm. zone. Um, yeah, it's like what if Game of Thrones met Doctor Who? Yeah. And, and so the... Um, the kind of cool thing about it is, like, all the good guys, they're running around with horses and swords. Mm-hmm. And these bad guys are, like, you know, they're basically, like, an insidious alien invader. Um, they even talk about other planets and things like that. And, like, the dudes are probably like, what? And yet they also have horses. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, and see, I, I it, it's kind of like, you know... Um, they're forced to use the indigenous ingredients, you know? Okay. Okay, that so makes they, sense. They, they have certain technologies, but I mean, like, where do you really find, like, hover fuel on a planet like this? I mean, if it were made out of we anything really you don't... could get in a swamp. Right. We don't, we don't really golden. understand their technology needs. Um, but so. Like, so the basic plot, just to, like, hopefully sum it up in, like, a sentence, is that basically these aliens have invaded this world, and they are bad. Yes. There is one prince and one princess who have never met each other but are inexplicably in love. She gets captured. They, they haven't Everyone yet developed killed. their English accents yet, so they no. haven't fully come of age. Right. So they're the only two American accented people in the whole movie. The whole it's a British production. World. Yeah. And so so he was a, uh, he was American and they dubbed her over into American as well. Yeah, they dubbed her voice over completely for uh-huh. the whole movie. Because <laughs> I thought it would have more international appeal. If it were British? If it, if if no, so she she if they were American. Oh, she was American. Yes. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but so okay, so she gets captured by the quote unquote beast, right. and the prince is the only one left except for the old one, who isn't even the oldest one in their little party. Um, <laughs> and he's like, "We gotta go. We gotta go on this quest." And so they go on a quest. They meet, you know, the friends they make along the way include 
Ergo, who is a, I can't, I don't even know. He's like sort of a magician, but he's yeah. terrible at it. Right. A, like a shape, like a druid, like a shapeshifter, animal shapeshifter wizard yeah. who's who's not quite good. Yeah. He's like the, the comic druid relief. in your party that always rolls five or less. Yeah. Uh, and then they come upon a band of fighters who are all prisoners. That includes both Liam Neeson and Robbie Coltrane. And then there's a seer and then there's a kid. And a cyclops. And a, Oh, and a, just the chillest, most laid back cyclops. Which oh, is yeah. like, oh, hey, I'm a cyclops. I mean, we all <laughs> have an image of the cyclops we'd like to befriend. And this mm-hmm. kind of is that archetype. Okay. Could you say this movie created the <laughs> that sort of Percy Jackson? Yeah. No, okay. Um, uh, but yeah, and then so they just go on the journey and they kill the thing, mm-hmm. and that's it. It's that's a it's thing. a road trip. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's a road trip movie. This is just like Vacation, which also came out in 1983. Um, but it's the the world building did not build the world <laughs> in any way it was uh definitely unique uh, the 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 mashup of the fantasy and then the sci-fi because mm-hmm. pretty much everything that the dudes our hero dudes go through is mm-hmm. fantasy yes. and then everything with the bad guys is kind of like parasite alien uh-huh. weird stuff like their the interior of their whole sh- their whole um like their whole castle just vanishes and appears different places for okay. every day. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I did not realize that. Uh huh. I could not figure out <laughs> why they couldn't find this fucking castle that seemed to be just in the middle of a field. You know what? Now that you say that, it makes sense because okay. it was in the field and then it was in ice. Yes. And I, th- I thought that was meant to convey to me the passage of time. That <laughs> 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 it was winter now. Okay, so what you're saying makes a lot more sense as to why they yeah. couldn't find it. I was like, well, they parked it right in the middle of the emptiest field I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's there. Uh-huh. There it is. You should be able to see it from miles around. <laughs> okay, what you're what you're saying has cleared up a lot for me. I don't know that I'm I, this, I took this podcast in, is helpful to you. <laughs> uh, I don't think I took in very much of what was happening in this movie. But yeah, the inside of their fortress is very organic it's yeah, it very like teeth almost. yeah it, it, bones. yeah it's way creepy and it's not kind of like a fantasy castle of what we dorm- would normally see mm-hmm. you know and yeah there's just so much um again i said like nightmare fuel especially in like the 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 end of the movie where they have to penetrate the base and there's all these different things you know, and you get a lot of the the stuff like, oh, bad guys shoot out in the hallway. Oh, mm-hmm. there's a room with spikes, but it's so, you know, disgusting looking, or or just like you know, biological, or mm-hmm. like you know, like fungusy and mm-hmm. and and dark and. and I mean, can I say slow? Yeah, slow and repetitive. Like as a filmmaker, why would you like one the m- one scene is enough. We don't need to keep cutting back to the horses galloping, the <laughs> climbing up the cliff, uh-huh. the sinking into the swamp. There the, was a lot of filler in the middle, for sure. The um, spikes. So when the spikes come out, that is one of the like only truly like chilly and scaring part. Like because the spikes are moving so slowly that the the men they're about to impale have time to like look at it, 
they look at each other. Grab the spike, try to push it away. It's aimed right at their belly. They can't push it away. And it's like, we have to watch this for like agonizing minutes. And then they're impaled, but they're just like kind of looking at each other like, well, what? Do, I guess we're going to starve to death here. Right. I guess I guess this is the new normal. <laughs> <laughs> In a way, it's all of us. They, they represent all of us right now. Um, but it just it took so long and they kept cutting away from it and coming back to it. Yeah, I, 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 I'll give you that, that there's some flaws in this movie. One or two. <laughs> right. A few things we were changed. They could have trimmed out 15 minutes for sure. I, I think uh, if and, they and trimmed the... out everything they didn't need, it would only be 15 minutes. Ugh. I think you could make a 20-minute TV episode of Crawl, and it would be great. Uh, um, so <laughs> Feel free to disagree. It's true, though, that there's a lot of stuff that... That really is like a lot of the obstacles that really is not up to the hero to solve. Mm-hmm. You know, back to the quicksand thing. This is one of those movies that as a young child perpetuated the myth that quicksand would be a much bigger problem in adulthood than it actually ended up being. Like There were so many mm-hmm. movies that were quicksand was such a huge deal. I mean, quicksand. I know, right? It can literally be anywhere. You can be walking on it. 40 people can walk across it, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's had enough. Yeah. Yeah. You're All of a sudden, you're in the, the bog of sadness. Is that what it's called in NeverEnding Story? Mm. Where our tax sinks. It's been... Uh, so it's, it's another been, quicksand yeah, scenario. Right, right. Very Princess bride I wrote down here an anthropological study on the, uh, the combination of fantasy worlds invaded by space invaders. Mm-hmm. And they have, so they have stormtrooper costumes, but inside their heads are squids. Yeah, which, that escape into the ground, which is awesome. Did you get the impression like they were still alive? They had just escaped. Yeah, yeah, the, that was super creepy. And the designs of the bad guys were pretty darn cool. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, they were pretty cool. And even the there's a moment where, and I, I guess this was a practical puppetry effect, where the emerald seer who they have picked up along the way has been taken away by the changeling right. and he his face changes he deflates and then his empty husk gets sucked into the dirt oh yeah that was that so was creepy terrifying but one of the things that i find so weird about this movie is that there's everything has a name and a known quantity it's like oh everyone knows the legend of the changeling and the beast and the glaive and the emerald seer and the the this place and the that place no only one guy knows it <laughs> the old one uh-huh he's the only one who knows and all he does is like roll up over everyone's shoulder and be like oh yeah um that's the changeling everyone <laughs> knows about the changeling he, he found a social niche to fill that he's probably just bullshitting his way through, which he's is pretty amazing. He is, and he's yeah. this little jar of putty that he's like rubbing on everyone's head. Oh, everyone knows the Cyclops. They had this history with the Beast, and it's like, old one, why haven't you been passing down your stories? That was kind of your job. But the way that the movie works, each time they either acquire or miss out on acquiring a thing, they're like, well, there's only one other way, this way. We have to go to the web of the old lady. But that will never work because of this. Well, it might work because of that. Here, just hang out here while I do all the work. Don't you think it could have been like almost like a limited Netflix series when we get to the part where we're reimagining it? Like where each 
challenge is an episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because and then once a, a different a different it's so okay so it's so we one thing we haven't talked about is the iconic weapon the glaive the glaive which that's that's the dumbest word it is it's a it's an awesome looking weapon it's kind of a dumb name it's kind of a dumb weapon though too it's like know. it's a throwing star that you can't which hold. is awesome right <laughs> which is tricky to catch but it's, a, it's got, real tricky to catch it, it definitely looks like there's some sort of like psychic connection that he's got with it like he's mm-hmm. able to control it so i imagine you can kind of sync up the catch a little easier you know, with that, if it if it knows not to cut off all your fingers, yeah, <laughs> which would would have been a great sequence. Like someone else picks it up. Oh, that would have been. Why wasn't that in this movie? It's really not in the movie much, probably because that looks like a really ex- for this movie a really expensive effect. Okay, let's talk about expensive. Yeah, the budget of this movie was forty seven million dollars. There's a huge amount of sets in 1983. It's just huge. Huge. Oh yeah, yeah. Star Wars was like eleven million. Yeah, no, it was insane, and they just kept spending money, and they spent it on the locations, the, on the sets. Like they yeah. just kept building sets, and not. And worrying the sets are about awesome. Else. Yeah, the sets are amazing. The costumes are also pretty cool, and I think that the effects are, by and large, successful. Yeah. What's missing is that <laughs> there has to be a story that yeah. ties it together. To some degree, it's a little, it's yeah, it's it's a little forty-seven squiffy. million, and I kept so I watched this movie with both my kids and uh, my husband, who's also a comedian, Dorian, and he was like looking up facts and being like, "This costs forty-seven million." As we're watching it, and I'm like, "What? What did they spend it on? What did they spend it on? The, the trees, the yeah. sets, yeah. the quicksand. They like imported a hundred percent authentic quicksand and really killed that guy, <laughs> and then <laughs> had to pay a settlement or something." I guess they filmed part of it, the swamp scene. They filmed on what they call the 007 studio where yeah, they shoot yeah. all the Bond stuff. That makes they... sense because of all the, the mist that yeah. you have to do it so mm-hmm. it doesn't just all go away. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I guess they dug like pits and filled it with water. That seems oh. bananas. That, yeah, it was a cool set. I, it was a cool set, but I mean. <sighs> so, yeah, uh, having not really seen the movie in so long and nearly three decades, there's mm-hmm. some of those locations and sets I still remember having oh, yeah? having seen the movie. I and, and I'm sure I've seen it since um, the the movie theater, but like on home video and things like that. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever seen it from beginning to end or any because it's not. I mean, it, probably not for thirty years. So so there's definitely some sets and moments that that are still kind of like burned into my brain. You just can't forget them. No. And and, and one of them is definitely um the bog and and mm-hmm. all that fog and smoke and and mm-hmm. things like that. And then uh and then also just the 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 ca- interior of the castle and how how weird and crazy that was. Yeah. The inside of that castle was just yeah, so Super so 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 there's definitely some really strong imagery in the and movie. The spider web. Yeah, but I have to say, like, it's funny. I, I didn't remember no, that at all. Like, I had no clue what was happening. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember that sequence at all. I got very confused. So, like, at some point, the old one mm-hmm. finds a new only way to solve their problem, <laughs> which is to go see the. Spider his ex girlfriend. Yeah, his ex girlfriend who killed his baby. They just skate right over that. <laughs> Details. Mm. Oopsie! I love you anyway. If I didn't love you, how could I still see you as young? Yoink! 
<laughs> what? Um, I thought she was the spider. No, the spider is like her jailer. Right. So she's in prison there for being a bad mom. Is that what it was? Maybe. I think. She said it was her, her punishment. I think her growing curse. old was her curse. And like she just all lived curses. in there. <laughs> and like he, she wanted him to stay back there with her. I don't know. But her name is also Lissa. Right. Which is also the name of the princess. And that's how he convinces her to help them. Well, her name's also Lissa. Oh, is it? Oh, well, in that case. Martha. <laughs> yeah. This is the origin story of that. Because she's like, yeah, okay, well, then I'll die. Well, all right. And you can die, but they'll live, and it'll be totes cool. Mm-hmm. Um, can so, I? So, Go ahead. So um, there's a point where we pick up a second Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. What the hell do we need a second one for? So they can kill one. Right. The blind, the, yeah, the blind dude. Mm-hmm. Um, the blind seer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's let's take a let's, let's take a blind guy on a long distance quest. It suddenly slows down the whole thing. Mm-hmm. A blind uh, guy who is arguably one hundred years older than the old one, who is maybe sixty. Right now, we're, we're certainly not knocking against the visually impaired or the old or the old. For or the not old who like to be called old, right? <laughs> There's no wrong way. <laughs> but we we've acquired too many Obi Wans at this point, and and this uh, Obi Wan has a kid. Yeah. Who, when the old one died, when, when not the old one, when the seer re- is revealed to have been replaced by the changeling, right? Which is cr- so I I totally remember that too of like. Mm-hmm. Of, so when when the uh, these people are taken over by the changeling or their their forms are assumed or whatever, like they open their eyes and it's all black. And mm-hmm. I re- and I just remember. So when I when I think back and remember of some of these moments from the movie, it's usually the scary moment. It's mm-hmm. not like the oh yeah. Um, and so it's usually like um, the the old seer, oh you know, in that fog misty forest, yeah. opening his eyes and it's all black mm-hmm. and just. Free- out (laughs) you know that's very scary and they develop these claw yeah hands yeah yeah they're 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 these the fingernails grow really long and they're they're, they get kind of distorted and that's uh, gross yeah that's gross super gross uh so the old man dies in this really gross what i'm sure is scary oh yeah scary scary and then the kid is like oh well he was my only family and then Cor- Colwyn, Colwyn is like, oh, well, don't worry about it. We're your family now. <laughs> Go hang out with cranky, creepy Uncle Ergo. He's going to turn himself I'd, into a puppy. I'd be you. young to be parented by an 18-year-old. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're your family now. It's fine. Oh, well, okay. No, no. It's, it, fine. it's a fine. H- hang out with those uh, convicts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They'll take care of you. You're, we're cool. We're chill. Uh, but the kid is also a seer, I assume, because he then takes on the role of explaining right. to all of us, as best anyone can, <laughs> what the hell is happening. Oh, the Cyclops has to stay here because he's seen the time of his dying, and it's here. And if he doesn't stick around to die, right, he gets to make that choice. But he gets super sad. Yeah, it'll be super sad, and <laughs> it'll get smooshed. Right. <laughs> can I talk? I want to. I do want to talk about. Cyclops. The main. Oh the no, I do want to talk. The and Cyclops. The, the smooching was amazing. 
And that he, was also super scary. They I don't remember shy that away sure. from smooshing slowly and brutally killing. How many? People. How many people are slowly and brutally killed? Two minimum in this movie. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so six that I can remember off the top of my geez, head. Louise. Yeah, yeah. I have a selective memory. Yeah, you you blocked it all out. Um, yeah, the guy gets crushed and it happens so slowly that they're a little, it, you experience the real time panic of being like, Oh, what do we, ha- Oh, stick your ax in there. No, that's not working. Uh, hang oh, on, Rel. We'll on. get you. We'll get you. Um, stick your foot in. No, don't st- I revise. Hey, it. Don't. Any, any more ideas? Any more ideas? Nope. No, no, not that one. Oh, uh, no. Oh, oh, he is squished. Okay. No, I'm not. Oh, he, no, he's, Oh God. Oh, I'm okay. Sorry. That's 100% squished. Wait, listen. No response. Oh. All right, he's squished. I should have stayed with the fire Clydesdales. Um, the yeah. other death was better. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but the actor, the main actor, whose name is... The American. The American guy, who's just, like, not quite handsome enough. Like, he was he was really good, and I liked him, and I, and I sort of fell in love he, with him. He had Chris Pratt abs before Chris Pratt. He did, like... He was very ripped um, in a not very 1983 way. No, no. He was like a male ballerina or a ballerino. I know. We needed to there. get that shirt off more. But he was like, <laughs> his, re- his, his actor's reaction to everything was to smile and laugh, <laughs> which was so inappropriate. Like when right. Ergo falls from the sky, having narrowly escaped death, and they're all just like, oh, <laughs> 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 like whenever the seer guy turns into a change, like, oh, <laughs> he's just always smiling and laughing when he's trying to get pull the glaive from the body of the beast. It's a defense like mechanism. Reaching. He feels uncomfortable <laughs> with his own feelings. <laughs> it's so insane. <laughs> he's, ca- he's laughing. Don't we all know someone like that? I don't know what you're implying. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It's it's a little his performance is a little bit so the, there's nutty. more depth to this movie than we ever realized. Yes. <laughs> it's about his struggle with being thrust into the emotionally present spotlight. He does he does also try to cry at one point when he realizes his father's dead mm-hmm. and his lady's been kidnapped. His lady who he had just met. Well, uh, it's hard to say how many ladies he's met until then. Okay, that's fair. Uh, can we talk a little bit about the wedding ceremony? Oh yeah. So it's like the part of the problem with this movie is how repetitive everything is. Mm-hmm. They just say they show you the same scene over and over, but they also tell you the same words over and over. So the wedding ceremony is like, I take the fire and give it to the water. I take the water from a fire from the water and put it in my hand. In my hand is the fire. The fire in my hand will be given only to the one I choose as my husband. Very well. I will take the fire from your hand, only from the one which I choose well, to have You have to understand wife. how big fire and water were in, this, in the 80s. Can you explain it to me? <laughs> but that's how they win in the end. Yeah. Is that they finish their wear- marriage ceremony, and he takes the fire from her hand, and so, then becomes a human flamethrower. Right. So I w- didn't quite dig that part. I, I if. Even if um, the glaive was a little overpowered, they're kind of Excalibur. Mm-hmm. I would have been okay if he just kind of finished it. <laughs> if it just became an exercise in an overpowered weapon finally used, you know? Yeah, because he does not, it's not like he's um, using it for anything else no, at no. any time during any of the other fight scenes. Yeah. It's, it's not like the lightsaber in Star Wars where we see it in all action. The time. 
Yeah. You know. It's you will know when to use this very expensive visual effect. Yes. <laughs> that we can't use until the very end. And then like let's just spend money on fire flames. Like just fire, 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 fire. Which like they could have could so, they have just brought torches? So is it that the fire is their love and he's using up their love every time he shoots flame he, he uses his hand as a flamethrower? Because it's kind of like, so. it's like the, you know, it's, so can everyone do this or just like kings? Only people who are really recently married. Love. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's only recently married people have. It's a newlywed thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I wrote down is that the power of love is what's beating the beast because there's this bizarre scene with the beast and Lisa, 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 where he's like, oh, yes. I'm a beast. And the beast looks like kind of like scary Admiral Akbar. Mm-hmm. Like if Admiral Akbar was. The close ups are really angry. good. And then when they have to show him a little wider, then it looks a little like a giant head and, and small arm creature. Yeah. Almost like Jabba the Hutt, kind of. I don't know. It's very ugly. Um, she's like, don't be alarmed by my form. I can take any form. And then it becomes Colwyn. Right. But like. Sexy bad Colwyn. Right. Like emo goth Colwyn. What up, girl? <laughs> I was into it. And he's like, I can be your sexy ab man. What do you think? And she's like, but there's no love in that form. It's like, you, you know this form about as well as you know the real Corwin. So. so why did the beast need to get married? Why did it need a, a human wife? Yeah. I Bo- don't know. Boredom? I guess. <laughs> it's like, why not? So I wrote, there was no love in the beast, so it was the power of love that burned him alive. Versus power. Power versus love. Yeah. And it would have been way more effective. And we only know that because he said that. Yeah. But if they had played Celine Dion's The Power of Love over that scene, the power of love, and the flames are shooting out, and the beast is dying. Don't you think? Um... I did like to the way that they um, when they did start really killing people at the end, like they really gave each death like they let it land. Yeah, it it had a gravity that Mm -hmm. that, you know, so there's some great actors in this, some great British actors. Mm -hmm. And they're not really given a ton of development. Nope. They kind of make a meal with what they get, like Liam Neeson Mm -hmm. and Robbie Coltrane. And when they die, you feel it because the actor's are really selling it Mm -hmm. and they do like you said really let it land and the the you know the actors themselves have like a charm and a charisma that's transcending the fact that they don't have any good dialogue to say right and they don't really get that many fun moments like liam neeson gets some fun moments because he's like oh i've got a a wife and tucked away in every village so let me get my this village wife Mm -hmm. and my that village wife and they will come serve us dinner (laughs) so he gets some Uh like cute character development moments right and the the main ally guy who gets made who gets an ego mentoya in the end like he's like oh how about you become the dread pirate roberts but he's like you're gonna be the captain of the guard uh-huh. i don't think there are any humans left alive in this <laughs> planet <laughs> in the- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> let alone this guy's kingdom um but like he he really has you get to sort of love him and like him. Like, so I do think that it was mm-hmm. successful. In, like, and I've seen him in, in a ton of other stuff. I'm yeah. just blanking on his name. He, I think he was in um, Patriot Games. And I think he's in The Mummy. Yeah. His name is Alan Armstrong. And 
been in The Mummy, Van Helsing, Braveheart, of course. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sleepy Hollow, The Saint. A lot of stuff. Usually a bad guy, I think. So I so I was watching this on Amazon, and they have that X-ray thing where mm-hmm. it, it gives you like IMDb trivia as you go. Oh yeah, and so like that. if you if you pause it, it'll show you which actors are in the scene, and it'll give the their names. Mm-hmm. And what I wish would have happened because I was watching it when Liam Neeson died is that as soon as he died, it, cro- it there was like a red X on his <laughs> name. <laughs> I think that's a great. That would have been that would have been even more interactive. That would have been super. That would be super fun for horror movies. Yeah, you can just keep track of who's left. Um, yeah, I I mean so much. So, so I so I just so had a I, okay. I just had like a brain connection. Like it, so, the good guy, the the one outfits I felt like were, were didn't fit in to the world mm-hmm. were like the the royal guards, and they had like these red kind of like weird helmets and, mm-hmm. and giant muscly body armor and like these mm-hmm. white capes. I'm was those the same, like, did they have those exact same costumes in Pee-wee's Big Adventure? When he Running would, around the back lot? Yeah, when he, and asking for directions, were those literally the same outfits? Probably. That's amazing. Probably. Wow. It was like, they still had them lying around from Krull. I, was it, because, it, this wasn't a Warner Brothers movie, though. Nope, this, they shot this at Pinewood Studios. Right. Um, I also think Krull is not a good name for this movie. Yeah. It's not. Because, like, at no point are they ever like, we have to fight for our world. We have to fight for Krull. Like, <laughs> Who's I, Krull? I was know, that the Cyclops? I didn't know what Krull was for a lot of it. I think there are, like, 15 better names for this movie, including mm. just the Glaive. Yeah. Or the quest for the Glaive. Love Glaive. Love Glaive. Or just, like, Cole Win- Like, anything. There's got to be a million better names. The power of love. Power of love. <laughs> Then all the little boys would have gone to see it. All right. So um, did you catch the glaive in Ready Player One? No. Yes. So, yeah. So it's either Sho or Daito who at like a, a climactic moment, like one of his last moves or whatever, is that he goes in his inventory, pulls out the glaive and then spins it and then knocks someone out. No way. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I will have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I think I liked this movie overall. I mean, it's insane. Uh, There's so I, I much we I haven't even it. talked about. I, 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 th- we barely scratched the surface with the Cyclops. I know. We and barely it, scratched the yeah. surface with ever, anyone. And, and, and his blinking eye is a little chintzy, but a little kind of works. And like the actor, he's got a good voice. Like I trusted he him. He had a good voice, but it didn't I, work for me. Like I'd let him babysit my kids. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that the face didn't move at all, and he was just, like, so chill. Mm-hmm. He was just like, oh, well, here's what I'm going to do. You guys can do what you want to do. What a great guy. <laughs> he got squished. Yeah. And oh, man. Ergo, I thought, was mostly successful as a comic relief. Yeah, I, I remember really liking him as a kid, mm-hmm. especially that he turned into other animals, like the tiger, especially. I like tigers. Um, and I thought he was funny. That was pretty Then, impressive. I don't know if it's quite held up. Yeah. It, it, it's really kind of like a more of a pathetic, you know, sad sack. Com- a boisterous. Com- comic relief. Underachiever. Yeah. Yeah. But but well played. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
definitely well played it just all the stuff that's insane in this movie is all in the in the editing like their decision to keep showing him climbing up the mountain when we like we get it he's climbing up the mountain yeah it was it was a we get it we don't even oh man there was an avalanche that was like 12 rocks oh yeah just like one production assistant throwing the only 12 rocks they had at him right if you hit the camera you pay for it (laughs) (laughs) um and all he has to do is like reach down for it it's like so, you like, said it's, the, it's like a scalibur but it's like it's just under some murky water and he just reaches in and it's like freaking lava how does he know it's not lava is he is it not hot in there so he's assuming it looks like lava so like the quest to get the glaive it is, bursts into you, flame you climb a really tough mountain climb i mean it didn't look that tough i i couldn't do it but um i think i think you could I okay so let's let's assume that i get that far yeah at the lava point i'm going nah it's lava <laughs> yeah Maybe it, you at least get a stick. That's like molten lava, yeah. Poke it with a stick. See and he go, he's smiling at it, and then he dunks his hand in. I think he laughs that at it. Been, yeah, that could have been... That could have turned out poorly for him. He laughs at the... Oh, avalanche. Ha, 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 See, that would have been the time to have a buddy <laughs> slap him on the back. Go for it, dude. Yeah, stick your hand in there. Uh-huh. And his hand bursts into flame. Yeah. But he has no reaction to it. It's the power of love. I think he's smiling the whole time. And then he's like, I got this thing. And they're like, great. Uh, We're going to use it at the very end. Don't use it. You'll know when to use it when there's a door you can't open. <laughs> but don't. We're not going to reference it again. We got to do You six will know when the things. time is right. Yes. He really should have used that maybe a bit sooner when all oh, his, yeah. his friends were getting gunned down. Probably. Yeah. When they were all just dying. Although he didn't know that they were slowly getting impaled. Right. Well, no, before that, when they're trying to climb up into get into oh, the fortress yeah, yeah, and everyone's yeah. kind of pinned down. And saving, you've got a boomerang. Save it private. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, though, I mean, he didn't know it was going to come back to you at that point. You know, like he could have just thrown it at them. It's like, well, there goes that. All the more reason for him to practice with it, Luke Skywalker style. Right, in a forest. Yeah, with, with like the Cyclops and the old one being like, no, you have to harness the, the power of glaive you have to f- glaive glaive nace you get an a in glaive <laughs> you're a glaiveologist oh and then the ending is like a is like a boss it's like a video game boss fight like the boss oh, yeah. shoots and he blocks and he mm-hmm. shoots and the boss blocks and they're mm-hmm. fighting like an energy battle yep it looks exactly like like a and an, a boss fight from an 80s movie yeah yeah where you like 80s for... art, art atari game yep and I, I guess they planned an Atari game, and the movie did so poorly, it only made $16 million, 16 million in its opening weekend, that they were like, oh, never mind. Don't pull pull the game. But yeah, you could just see the beast like shooting some 8-bit round white ball out of its mouth, and all you have to do is dodge. Uh-huh. Then you get to throw the glaive. Uh-huh. Oh, he deflected it. It comes back. Yep. And then he shoots another white thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. But then I also thought it was weird. Like He goes over, so he throws the glaive. He kills the beast. Mm-hmm. He walk. He realizes he can't get it back with his mind bullets. Right. So he walks over, puts his hand on it. The beast opens his eyes and looks at him. And uh. then he's like, oh, shit, run, run, <laughs> just fucking run, just run. The most realistic part of the movie. <laughs> no, no, I need my thing. <laughs> no, forget the thing. Fuck the thing. We don't need the thing. I only used it once. It's run. Like, it's fine. You keep it. And then they run away. I'm going to praise this movie's realism. Yes. <laughs> so I think I would give it four glaives. I'm going to give it six glaives because there are a lot of 
really awesome moments, mm-hmm. especially if you're like falling asleep during some of the movies and you wake up. It's like, oh, shit, that's I did fall asleep during a lot of the movie. We'll see. I had to watch it twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, choice moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the whole experience is kind of perfect for coming in and out of the room. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, but it, it can't quite get over the 6.5. I think you're right. For me. I'm on board with you giving it a six and I'm on board with me giving it a four mm-hmm. um, because I agree with you that there are a lot of fun moments and there's a lot of fun stuff that I am glad to now have in my heart and my mind, mm-hmm. like the sets and the costumes and, oh, just, yeah. and just the names of all those and, things. And I do 100% think that that because this stuck me at the prime sticky point mm-hmm. that I'm biased in that regard. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and, there, and I, there's plenty of movies that would maybe be in the same zone, probably not as as culturally sticky, like Beastmaster or, mm-hmm. like, Fire and Ice. I haven't mm-hmm. seen either of those. Can't believe I haven't seen Beastmaster. I really can't believe yeah. I haven't seen Beastmaster. I'm sure I've seen parts of it, and yeah. then as soon as I watch it, I was like, oh, yeah, I chose to forget this. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this is like literally hit me at, at the prime sticky point mm-hmm. and, um, there's definitely some nostalgia going on. Oh, for sure. And I, I, I watching it was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would have loved this and wanted more. Yeah. And it's weird because there's so many moments that I remember, which were actually scary, unpleasant moments mm-hmm. that just, again, like the nightmare fuel we speak of, like there's so many young, so many movies for kids were really scary. In the 80s? Yeah. Yes, quite a bit. Uh, so like, we didn't even was, talk about this... the woman who tries to tempt him sexually. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and... There's, it's, this movie reminded me of The Last Starfighter to where... Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a fantasy, but there's these really creepy moments in there, and mm-hmm. it's meant for kids, and that was okay because that's what a kids movie could be. Then yes, it could really scar you for a long, long, yeah. long, long time, like Pee Wee and the and Large Marge. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, it's for so many people, it's like this this monument of fear, and it's a forty five. It's like a minute. It's a ninety second scene, mm-hmm. and you'll never forget it. Yeah. It's like burned into your bones. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, uh, so did I, I did you. I tell you so I realized this is with my help the help from my brother Logan that I had seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Rambo, and Nightmare on Elm Street all in the same sleepover. Yep. All three of them. And then you were never the same. No. Like you're I like- came out the other side. <laughs> and that's what made you who you are though. Right. <laughs> That was like the weekend that formed the you. <laughs> I have seen so much. It was like your vision quest. I came, was... I came out as the old man. The young looking old, old man. Old one. Old one. You're now 11. Yeah. Tell us. I'm gripping the shoulder of another young kid. I have seen so much. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, like for me, like it was just too slow. If somebody cut this down mm-hmm. to highlights... Oh yeah, well, like there's a there's I mean, a there's an amazing ninety minute version of this movie. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and it would be really easy to do. The cuts would be so obvious and so yeah. easy. Yeah, it, it would be one of those movies that you you could play like a, a midnight screening and people would show up and and it would be like a blast. Mm-hmm. You know, it would like if you wanted to make up signature cocktails, it would be so easy. If you wanted to give out little props to people, it would be so easy. Like. It's all right there, and you would have fun, but there would be those moments when you're sitting in the theater, and you're just like, oh, right, this part. 
<laughs> like, let's go get a drink or let's go yeah. to the bathroom. It, it kind of reminded me also of like Clash of the Titans, some mm-hmm. of the visual effects, especially the mm-hmm. spider sequence, like the, um, you know, the stop animation yeah, yeah, effects. Yeah. De- definitely. 100%. So speaking of all that, what is your deep cut recommendation? So my deep, so <clears throat> um, my first gut reaction was like um, Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. but, but I think I'm going to kind of take it to a movie zone and I'm going to recommend uh, Dragon Slayer, which is a 1981 uh, movie. Um, so if you, if you wanted just a little more kind of, you know, D and D British mop top haircuts, kind of like fantasy adventure. Um, and, and, and there's some pretty great effects in that movie, especially for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to recommend Dragon Slayer. All right. I love it. Um, I, I too had a hard time figuring out what mm-hmm. to recommend because there were a lot of things that reminded me of Spaceballs, <laughs> you know, like that long shot of the ship at the beginning where you're just like, no, this really is going on for too long. Um, and But there were a lot of things that reminded me of Doctor Who. Mm. And then there were so many things that reminded me of Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. But like, or never ending story that was almost gonna be oh definitely never ending story e- even like the nothing yeah but it, it, it's interesting because crawl it, is a British production mm-hmm. and so it's it's just a little off from what you're used to mm-hmm. kind of like the never ending story which I think was German or like oh. a co a co German production like the director was German that would make sense yeah so it's just a little off like it's not hitting all the the kind of like fantasy touchstones that we have it's mm-hmm. it's it's a slightly different f- familiar nearby but different culture yeah 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 yeah. that's i think that's really and maybe that's what was my new of early doctor who oh yeah was the pacing and the people's reaction to because if you think about it the old one and colwyn really had a doctor who type reaction to like oh oh yeah that that's uh-huh. this thing that i totally know about so let me explain it to you. <laughs> right. So companion. the old one, yeah, the old one is Doctor Who. Is the Doctor, yeah, yeah. definitely. I still don't want to recommend that. I want to recommend <laughs> Gallivant. Gallivant, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Which is a, a, a short-lived, it only went two seasons TV show uh, that I think was on ABC, and it was uh, a, you know, a, a medieval-type quest, fantasy-type quest, some magic not tons of magic, but some magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was basically the, the quest of the hero Gallivant to save his lady love. And then when he fails at that, to uh, get over his loss and save something else. Uh, but it's also a musical. Mm-hmm. And also when you kill people, then the squids come out of their head. And go into the ground. Yeah. And you're like, but it's still alive. It's just down there. <laughs> You got to get some of that weed be gone. Yeah, I I would have loved to have made like a Guardians of the Galaxy tone style movie of this, mm-hmm. to where there's there's one or two people who are just like not tuned in to what everyone else knows, mm-hmm. you know? And they're just like, ew, we should ki- find and kill it. <laughs> it just went into the ground. It's still alive, you guys. She's gonna get. A I can still hat. hear it, guys. Oh, could, we didn't even talk about the sound. Oh yeah. That every single time you kill a Slayer, it makes the same sound. Which is like a meow, and then the squid hops in the ground. Yeah, less of a cat noise, more of a squealing kind of. No, that's more cat. That's more of a cat. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't do Look that. it up, kids. <laughs> it's and it's bananas. Oh, it wouldn't have so the beast mm-hmm. was more powerful. Oh no. So no, I I had a, an unrelated idea. I don't think it's I'm into unrelated ideas. <laughs> So it would have been neat if the closer you got to the castle, the more powerful the beast was. Yeah. And and so like when they're in the fog forest and like things are a mist and like, you know, a mist. And then like the quicksand is a problem and like the changeling and stuff like that. It would have been cool if there was some interaction between them and the main villain. Like mm-hmm. the closer you get to the castle, oh, we're getting even closer to the castle now cuz he's more powerful. Mhm. And 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 as they got closer, he could manipulate things. But it would have been funny as like, if they were just like on the perimeter. A dark vision. Yeah. Yeah. If they were just on the perimeter, and it was just minor inconveniences. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh man. Everything's uphill. My beer is flat. <laughs> Guys, I lost my hammer thing. Oh, my arm is so itchy. You still have the glaive? Yeah, but I like that hammer thing. Uh-huh. The glaive is chafing. Damn you, beast. <laughs> Keeps clanging into my hip. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. A, that would be hilarious, and we should write that sketch. Let's do it. And produce it at once. Um, but yeah, as they get closer to the beast, like he should have been, because he showed himself to be like able to psychologically influence people, but there is no Luke in the cave scene where he's like, Cohen, Cohen, your dreams can come true. Cohen, tell me about your girlfriend. What is she into? <laughs> Is it cool if I ask her out? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does yeah, she yeah. like Duran Duran? <laughs> of course the Beast would. This is a British production. They like Duran Duran. <laughs> that would have been great if, if he just intruded his mind to ask what the girl likes. Or is she a vegetarian? She looks like a, she might be vegan. She won't talk to me. <laughs> I think we. I think there's a lot of opportunity for comedy in this movie that was not. Oh yeah, not absolutely. Taken advantage of when the guy who's dying in the quicksand, mm-hmm. who we've never seen in the movie before, nope. and he's like, "No, come to me. No, reach out to me." Um, what was what was his name? Which, what, which guy was this? Kirkin, no, ah, he's and gone. Thinking, I'm uh, not Kirk nuts. And I'm Kirkwin. Kirkwin. Oh, shit. Sorry, yeah. Kirkwin. Well, and then they get it over really quickly, and then they yeah. realize that. He was cooking all the meals. <laughs> it's like you. The dis, there's so many dispensable guys who just die so quickly mm-hmm. in this movie. This is like, oh, we've enlisted a band of twelve people, but it's they're always out of focus behind the main people. They should it, have red doublets. Yeah, it would have been great as if they lost one of those people that we literally never saw before, and it's like, no, it's you, and you've died. And felt the the ripples of his death because he was the only cook among them, and they had to eat crap for the rest of the quest. Ah, oh, Carwin, we miss you. I miss that guy. He was. I didn't really notice him. Oh, I think we were missing too. Just one round of the campfire scene. We really get to know them in like a down moment. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Corwin, why is this so important to you? Why is it so important to me? And he like tell, gives us just a little mm. bit, and they're like, "Oh, I had a dream once, and it was this." And or here's why I'm a criminal. Well, I guess maybe that the the closest they got to that version was Liam Neeson talking about all his wives. Yeah, but in that they could have even done it in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think the guy had already died in the in the marsh by that point. Yeah, we really didn't get to know a lot of these dudes on the quest until. 
It's it's like when Robbie Coltrane dies, that's mm-hmm. like 20% of his screen time. Literally his death scene. Yeah, and he has a mustache, which is really a questionable choice. But when he dies, he's <laughs> like, I thought he says, I thought this journey was foolish, and now I see that it's just finish it for me. And it's like, I'm going to, it's not about you, dude. I'm, gonna, I'm finishing it for me. <laughs> We're kind of all. Oh, sure. Now that you don't have to do me. any of the work. <laughs> Finish it for you? Like, nobody remembers your name. Just chill out, Hagrid. Your time will come. Like, <laughs> right. Get over yourself. It's not about you. Not everything <sighs> is about you. <laughs> um, okay, so okay. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be wa- We're going to take a sharp left turn <laughs> on the crawl. Uh-huh. And we are going to watch Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> it just seemed natural. And I'm so excited. Uh-huh. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> I loved that movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like I know it well, and I also am really excited to find all the problematic aspects that I completely missed like as oh, a yeah. young person. Uh-huh. Just be like, oh, no, this movie is terrible. I can't wait. I can't wait either. And then hopefully this will lead to some kind of um, Tom Selleck double feature. Tom Selleck, maybe Ted Danson. Maybe we get, maybe we get some Gutenberg. Oh, that's crazy. Like Action. Short Circuit? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Craig demanded to be in Short Circuit if we ever do it. Very well. I think we should... Maybe we'll do Spokes and we'll do yeah. Tom Selleck. I'm pretty sure that's got some pretty offensive Indian stereotypes in it. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> there like are people who are not Indian. There are a lot of problems with Short Circuit. I did try to show it to my kids and then I was It's a little like, offensive mm, to robots, mm, honestly. It is. It is. Um, so, do we? Do you have anything to um, plug or? No, no, not really. Just uh... you did win an award. Oh yeah, we won. Uh, so the the Voyage Trekkers um, pilot uh, won um, best comedy at the Dragon Con Film Festival. Congratulations! <laughs> Yay, Voyage Trekkers! You can watch Voyage Trekkers at voyagetrekkers.com. It's all free. Yay! Um, as always, like, rate, and review this podcast yeah it not Um, only helps it's it's not our need to be loved it's that people will find the podcast the more it's rated so but also we do need and then we and and then we also need we would like to be loved but also if only for the fire yes (laughs) so that we can shoot those flames and take that beast down do you i mean do you want the beast to win we all have a metaphorical beast in our lives yeah and if you want it to win do nothing if you don't want it to win sometimes it's family members like rate and review this <laughs> podcast <laughs> thanks everyone <laughs> thank you for listening and while you're out there in the world being most excellent do keep the most excellent podcast network motto in mind be excellent to each other and give your fire to the water And then may my water be on your fire. And my fire comes from my hand and only goes to the hand of the person I choose to podcast with. But then your hand is in water. And then... Perhaps more fire. The fire I will give to the water fire of the fire water. Your water is on fire. Fire. Water. Water fire. (laughs) 